0: Hello, this is Mav, once again coming to you from the future of when we recorded this episode. As you might notice as you listen to this, we talked quite a great deal about the murder of George Floyd and the protests and riots that sparked in America in its aftermath. What we don't mention is the subsequent murder of Rayshard Brooks. That hadn't happened when we recorded this episode. In a very real way, black men are killed by the police faster than we can even talk about it. That said, everything that we say in this episode applies to that situation as well. Black Lives Matter. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So I'm basically saying... That it's gonna take you, the people. You, the people. You, the people, to institute what you want. To educate the people in the communities. To educate the people everywhere on what we want, what we design, what we need. To educate the people to the need for change. To educate the people to the basic political desires and needs of people as a whole.
1: If the racist white person, I don't mean the person who is examining his consciousness and so on, doesn't understand that he or she is also a race. It's also constructed. It's also made. And it also has some kind of serviceability. But when you take it away, I take your race away. And there you are, all strung out. And all you got is your little self. And what is that? What are you without racism? Are you any good? Are you still strong? Are you still smart? Are you still like yourself? If you can only be tall, because somebody's on their knees, then you have a serious problem. The Examiner made a report back here in the last Sunday's paper that we were anti-white, that we hold
0: no bones, this is a quote, hold no, pick no bones about being anti-white. We, this is a bold-faced lie. We don't hate nobody because of their color.
2: We hate oppression. We hate murder of black people in our communities. And I, for one, as a Muslim, believe that the white man is intelligent enough if he were made to realize how black people really
3: feel and how fed up we are without that old compromising sweet talk stop sweet talking him tell him how you feel tell him how or what kind of hell you've been catching and let him know that if he's not ready to clean his house
2: up he shouldn't have a house There's a social contract that we all have that if you steal or if I steal, then
0: the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning the fucking target?
2: In the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay.
0: Box Popcast: The Weekly Pseudo-Academic Roundtable of Pop Culture Analysis with Drinking and Swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with well, I'm here with none of my regular co-hosts this week. We're going to do things a little different from a regular show format today. This show is usually about pop culture. Usually for us that means movies, comics, TV shows, books, games, but culture is a lot more than that. Culture is about Zeitgeist. It's about media. It's about what's going on in the world around us and if if you've Look at the world today for about the last two weeks. Um, you know that America's on fire. <laughs> We've referenced it at the beginning of the last couple of shows in the bumpers, and I said that we were going to do a show devoted to that. Well, that's this week. So on May 25th, a uh, 46-year-old black man named George Floyd was killed by police in Minneapolis, Minnesota during an arrest attempt in broad daylight in front of a ton of witnesses. People filmed it on their cell phones. The cops tried to cover it up. The tape got out. The world watched. And now for the last 16 days, as we tape this, we live in a world of constant protest as people seek not only justice for George Floyd and countless others like him, but also to reform the system that allows this to happen in the first place. So along with these protests, quite frankly, there's been a fair amount of rioting and some other civil unrest. And I, for one, say good. (laughs) If you've ever listened to this show before, you know that I'm really opinionated and I talk a lot. Uh, Partly this is because of ego and vanity, but also it's because I think I have a lot to say. A white friend of mine paid me a huge compliment on Facebook the other day. They posted something to the effect of, I spent the last 48 hours arguing with people who don't believe in systemic racism. It's exhausting. How the hell does Mav do this all the time? (laughs) That made my day. But the truth is, it is exhausting and I'm tired. If you have other black friends, they're tired. So as tiring as this is normally, it's been taken to about the 10th power this last couple of weeks. A lot of times I hear black people say it's not my job to explain racism to white people. And it's not. They're right. But it is my job. But I chose it to be my job. And someone needs to do it. But I'm not alone and I can't do it alone. So another white friend of mine asked me a couple of days ago, I want to help, but as a white person, I really don't know what to do. How can I be a good ally? And she had a good point. So welcome to the struggle, Amanda. She's listening, I'm sure. (laughs) So since this show is about culture, and at least for right now, culture is talking about racism in America ad nauseum, I thought that's what we would devote the show to today. So this is going to be a little different. It's going to be relaxed just like always, but fair warning, it's quite possible you might hear an N word or two dropped. You know, that's us. We're allowed. You're not. <laughs> but I went on top of my house and I, and I turned on my black signal. And yes, I have one of those. <laughs> and I asked some of my black friends who are also outspoken on the Internet to join me. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about racism and how it works and what it's like to be a black person trying to fight racism on the internet. So let me introduce some of my friends. Uh, Some of them have been here before and some of them are new. So we're going to start with the ones that have been here before. First, I'd like to welcome back one of my colleagues at Duquesne, Caitlin.
1: Hi. Hi. Welcome back. (laughs)
4: Thank
1: (laughs) you.
0: It's been like two whole weeks since you were on the show.
1: I know. I just enjoyed (laughs) myself so much the first time I had to come back. (laughs)
0: Ah, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And we also have returning Marcel Walker. Hey, Marcel. Hi, Mav. Hey, how are you? <laughs>
1: I'm tired.
0: <laughs> tired. That's the answer. <laughs> That's kind of what's going on. How are you?
3: I'm okay. Thank you for having me back. I um, I appreciate you asking me to contribute to this particular conversation because I get more timely than this. <laughs> All right,
0: now we got some new people so i'm gonna go down the line uh first we have derek weston hey derek hey <laughs> me on <laughs> thanks thanks for coming and derek and i well we know each other from from theocon tell people who you are just so people <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah uh so derek weston i'm out here in baltimore um yeah Mav and i met at uh, theocon i was doing a uh, uh, on on redemptive themes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then Mav and I got to be on Church of the Geek uh, together to talk about Harriet. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to be uh, be here talking with, talking black stuff with you again. <laughs> Thanks.
4: And
0: uh, this is Jamil Alkafis. Jamil is my former roommate. Hey, Jamil. Hey, what's up? What up?
2: Mav and I met back in 1993, <laughs> and we both <laughs> had the black. CMU experience, which is (laughs) a thing, let me tell you.
0: And uh, last we have Anthony slash Oh, Anthony Kingdom James Rutgizer. How how did, the fuck is your name, dude?
2: Anthony Anthony Rutgers. Whatever, man. Hey, King. Hello, everybody. I uh, I'm bringing my view tonight from north of the border, up here in Canada. And let me tell you something. Um, y'all are tearing your country in half, and it's both frightening and entertaining, <laughs> and long deserved, frankly. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's about time and, and uh once you're done, I, I, I think we just started on tearing ours in half. <laughs> but uh same sure shit's gonna happen up here. So
0: like I said, um these are a bunch of my black friends. <laughs> and I've other I have other ones too, but yeah, But um one of the things that I think is amazing, because this is where I want to start. Um being a black person on the internet who you know, inserts himself into lots of conversations about, you know, well, racism doesn't exist. You know, I don't see color. Mm. Um, My first and this is where I'm just going to start the show, because my biggest pet peeve is people try to shut down this conversation frequently. This is our MAGA type people who are not listening to the show, but, you know, so fuck them um, by by um, by every time I say something. Well, well, Martin Luther King would be disappointed in you. Um, one individual that um, the kingdom and I know personally mm-hmm. loves this ta- um, this tactic and it's like well I I know Martin Luther King wouldn't say this because I've got this here meme that says Martin Luther King loved America <laughs> and, and and he's used Ooh. the same meme to be against these riots that he has used to be against the kneeling protest because Martin Luther King would have never stood for kneeling um, for the national anthem because he was an American hero and so there's two problems here. First off is an idiot. Uh, this person, he's wrong. He's an idiot. He doesn't know anything about Martin Luther King. And second, and more importantly, as I've pointed out, you know, recently to people who have done this, my name's not Martin Luther King. I, I-, I ain't him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do what he said.
2: Yeah. The other thing I the other thing I love about the argument of um, uh, don't riot because Martin Luther King was for peace is uh uh they killed that motherfucker too they shot him right <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so if uh you know if you're if you're so invested in uh the peaceful pro- peaceful protests and uh why can't Colin Kaepernick get a fucking job yep okay why can't kaepernick and i've I've recently been tuned into uh the knowledge that as much as I hate Roger Goodell at this point. It's not Roger Goodell's fault that he actually petitioned the owners again and again to let Kaepernick back into the league. Yeah, he
0: just wanted he wanted it to go away, and that seemed to be the easiest way. It's they they don't want him. Nobody wants nobody wants the responsibility of dealing with it.
2: It's the fucking owners. It's the owners of the NFL, which is why you'll never see my black ass in front of uh, an NFL broadcast again. Um but if if you're for peaceful protest and uh kaepernick's a son of a bitch and uh of course violent protests, well uh, the current peaceful protests are met with police action. Yep. Action, quote unquote. Action police action kinda like the way the Korean War was a police action. <laughs> legit. And you don't like you don't like riots. Um what you're really saying is um, there is no proper way to protest if you're black. We just want you to shut the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. You don't want you don't want our uh you don't want equality from us, you just want silence from us.
0: And that's kind of that's kind of been my experience. Now the thing is, if you if you've listened to this show before, and if you know me personally like these people do, I, I ain't so good at shutting up.
4: It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not one of my strong suits. Um, I don't mind that. I, it's just, but that's I, I don't want to make, uh, and we're intentionally not using his name, but I don't want to make the entire show about Kingdom and my f- friend, um, former. former,
2: yeah. <laughs> because I, I'll tell you what, I would. Uh, I went on a campaign uh, last week where um, I just started clearing people, not out of. My Facebook, but out of my fucking life. I've known you for. I've known you for twenty five years, and uh, over the last couple of years, I can't convince you that the things that you are saying and retweeting and the that 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 you're wrong. You you need a new way to look at things. If you're going to steadfastly stick to your "I know everything" philosophy, and get the the fuck away from me I'm done some people don't want to learn We don't need that shit <laughs> and, well that's that's kind of what it was so
0: this individual so uh this came to a head you know on at least this, this particular part I guess what was it two weeks ago when when all of the protests started and you know there were a couple of riots and it was no 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 this is wrong um, here I have this Martin Luther King meme um, uh-huh. and and, all, and a lot of and me explaining to him, you don't understand what you're talking about, like I literally tried to point him now, I've previously pointed him at letters from the Birmingham jail, which he's never read. um I pointed him at other America this time, which literally talks about why you don't blame the rioters. this is the natural thing. He's like, well, he never said that, and I'm like, here is a video tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour long of the speech. Well, he's not talking about it. he's so. And then I can't remember if it was him or was somebody else. No, when he says riots, he just means the voice. When he's saying the riots is, is our language on the on herd, he means you know people making joyous noise. And I'm like, no, he means rots. He means the Watts riot. Again, he says so on this YouTube video, which you can just watch because that's how cameras work. Um, and and he argued with me. He arg- he argues with Kingdom. Um he decides he wants kingdom on his podcast to debate Uh kingdom gets fed up with him and blocks him. So then he asked me to do it because all black people were interchangeable.
2: And <laughs> I, I need you to know though, I didn't, it was one of a, uh, there's a few people that I had already like unfriended or unfollowed on Facebook that were just like peripheral people from when I lived in Pittsburgh. And it was like, I already knew that, you know, like one guy who, um, who, Unfortunately, at, at one point was dealing with cancer and on his Facebook, he was uh, he was arguing against Obama and the American Care Act. OK, God. That's, that's the kind of intelligence we're dealing with. So those are people that, like, didn't mean anything. And I could dismiss them anyways. are two people in particular including the one that uh that chris is talking about who were like deep deep friends of mine and that both of them i actually took the time to send them a message and let them privately and let them know hey you're done here yes i can't uh i can't deal with you not uh, stay, you know like digging your heels in on things that you are wrong about 2 plus 2 does not equal 7 you motherfucker! so I i gave them I gave them the benefit of the doubt and I gave them the respect of saying hey, I'm sorry we're done here now what you don't know Mav what you don't know is that after I told him we're done here mm-hmm. he said okay well we can talk about this privately sometime not <laughs> even understanding that we are Oh well, yeah, no, I get it because because you're five done. minutes after five minutes after
0: you told me that you'd done that, which I assume was right after it, is yeah. when he texted me, "Hey, so you know, I'm doing this podcast about racism. Why don't you come on?" And I was like, I, "I really don't want to do that. I like," and I told him, "You're you're impossible to argue with. You don't really want to learn anything, and yeah. it's not used Like, yes, I argue a lot in public because I'm trying to educate people, but there's no point. There's no win for me to go on a show. Listen to, not by many people, all of whom have already made up their mind. Like, because yeah. it's not like there are people who are undecided who I'm going to flip on this. It's just going to be, you know, me coming on and saying a bunch of words that you don't understand and not convincing you of anything. And I mean, like the, the worst thing that could happen is what if you suddenly become intelligent and, ar- and I would argue with me, which is not going to happen. So that's bad for me. There's no upside in this for me. So no. And then he's like, "Well, if you ever change your mind, you're always welcome." And it's like he doesn't want to hear. Um, he asked me because Kingdom couldn't, you know, not, wouldn't do it, and it doesn't really matter. He's looking for a black friend to point out and say, "Yeah, we all get along. We don't. I don't like you."
1: But that, I think that's why where the exhaustion comes in. And I mean, I, I don't have any specific examples to that extreme, but you know, I. In this past two weeks, any time I've just tried to vent on social media about like what I'm going through personally, like all of my so-called white allies are just mm-hmm. like trying to. Will, like, slide into my DMs and, like, applaud me for like, <laughs> voicing the black frustration that I'm going through. I have friends. so brave. Great. Like, I can post a picture of me crying saying, like, you know, sometimes brown people just have hard dates. And then, like, I have all these white allies. Like, are you oh, good for you? And I'm like, yo, this oh is more God. exhaust. And then while I'm feeling these emotions, like, they're still posting, like, these videos of, like, you know, what happened to George Floyd? What happened to Ahmaud Avery? Like videos of people reenacting like someone's knee on the back. So I'm just constantly being (laughs) re-triggered while I'm dealing with like pacifying my, I had like one white girl and I won't name names, but she texted me one day and she was like, it's so hard and tiring. And I was like, oh, like, are you OK? What's going on, friend?
4: What's going on, white girl? And she's like, it's just
1: really tough being an ally sometimes. And like, I know black and brown people go through this all the time, but I'm just tired. I'm like, bitch, me too. So, you know, And I think like even those who think that, you know, they're advocating for Black Lives Matter, they don't get it. Right. No, no. They they just don't get it. And I think that's where the exhaustion continues. And like you can't like you can't tell them like, hey, can you stop posting these pictures of George Floyd's face? I don't need to continue to see this dead man's face. Like I'm dealing with this on my own and I'm (sighs) in the streets protesting. That's where I need to see you. I don't need to see this on your Instagram story, friend.
2: (laughs) You uh, have has anybody here worked up a copy and paste or uh to answer text messages with how you doing
1: what color is your it's like, heart today I
2: was Like, yeah it's like you, you know what you you didn't answer me last week when i said how are you doing white person and that was just that was just hey hello now it's how you doing are you is your soul okay? <laughs>
4: I'm so glad are you about are you, you about, I, are you about on, to yourself. sing
2: a song to me?
3: I have a specific and, and you no, know, I recognize that I uh, know you all are gonna understand all this. I, I I have a lot of white friends, like a lot. And I just the way my life is unfolded. I've been surrounded by a lot of white people. I mean, you know, some of that is, you know, from where I've gone to school. Some of that is where I've worked, all of that. So I have, and, you know, and I've made a lot of friends in a lot of those places and I've kept them. Um, none of which I apologize for, but I'm surrounded generally by a lot of white people. So it's all unfolds. And I know, you know, and I, I knew, it. I knew, I know, and something like this happens and all of these white friends are made to remember how, what black people are dealing with out there in the world, their minds go to their black person, which is me. Right. And then <laughs> so you, start, you start getting all those messages in those texts. And you know, who doesn't want to know that there are human beings out there in the world that are concerned for your safety or that that's good. Cause you know, we're making fun of you. Uh,
0: by the way, so white people know <laughs> when, when you're not around, we make fun of you. this is what we do
2: um but, and you make you know, fun of them when they're around nowadays. that's true yeah but um, but and it's you know what? it's not that like, years, you got to deal with that
0: right it's not that um that we even think that like yes, your heart's in the right place, it's sincere, and I even appreciate people being concerned, you know, am I okay or not, but here's the deal that, in in all honesty. I'm I'm 45 years old. Um there've been more days than not in my life where something racist has occurred and quite frankly George Floyd is not the first black man I've ever seen murdered on film uh, <laughs> like so like it it no I'm it's not like there's no good way to answer that question. Yes, I appreciate your concern. However, it it, it, it's it's not that like I'm more or less okay than I was yesterday. It's Mm -hmm. that today is a day where you got to see a black man murdered in front of you. Not my
4: first. I
3: I had one person who messaged me and I I hate to admit this, but I, I was I was miffed at them for a very specific reason. It was because I had sent them a message a couple of weeks prior, literally just checking in on them because, you know, that thing that led into all this, the the COVID-19 sheltering. I I realized, oh, this is a friend who lives relatively close to me. And I just I'm I'm a I'm neglectful friend. I haven't checked and see if they're okay. Sent them a message. Didn't hear from now. You know, to be fair, not everybody. And people don't just owe me responses. You know, like who knows what was going on? You know, I checked in and didn't hear anything like. All right. And this all happened. And that person got back to me. It's like, why does it take a
2: brother being choked out before I hear from certain people? it's kind of there's kind of a, a gift horse in the mouth and kind a of thing to this though because um i have not other than you guys right here and right now maybe my brother i have not said anything about uh man i'm just getting all these messages left and right about people and how are you how are you doing because i in the grand scheme of things i would rather have those people who are checking in on me to see how their black friend is doing, uh, acknowledge absolutely. the fact. Acknowledge the fact that now, hey, I'm paying attention to that shit. Oh, no? yeah, absolutely. It's, it's good. Okay, yes. You need me to point you to a resource? <laughs> but I, I think
1: the problem is, is like how our white friends were prompted to check in on us. Like, I mean, you got to think about it, right? Like, there are so many like memes and get or like articles about like how to be a better ally. And number one on that list is check in on your friends. Yeah. Right. And so all of these people who are trying to do research about how to be better allies initially are conditioned to be like hey check on your friends like ask them what color their heart is ask them how you can support them and like ask them what? for book recommendations Man, I'm working on my PhD right now, and all, my entire list is African American authors. I can't get a single goddamn book because of all these fucking articles going out. Like, thank God I built my library like two years ago, because this has just been. And but the, I think again that adds to the exhaustion, right? Like it, it's it's oh, like yeah. full circle.
2: I just, wanna me, I just want to wanna write. want to write a like a just a completely foolish list of what you should do what white people should do (laughs) in this time now it's like go viral offer your your black friend sunscreen uh
1: it's funny you say that uh one of my white friends asked she was like hey i'm putting together this google doc for pittsburgh in like terms of resources and i looked and there was like a really short list And so on the kids section, I was like, cool runnings. Hey, kids. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Friday. These are all black. If you're going to say bye, Felicia, you need to do that extra work and know where that reference comes from. (laughs)
0: Like, I love all those movies, but that's not.
4: (laughs) No.
1: Oh, man. Oh,
4: God.
5: One of the things that would make all of this better is that if every one of those messages came with $50. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
2: Oh shit, like, yeah, I can use fifty bucks.
5: Especially if you American. Hey, yeah. hey Derek, how are you doing? Also, here's here's some cash. Um the other thing that this is,
2: is <laughs> the the <thing> like, <laughs>
5: like, let's make let's make it happen. Like um other, the other piece that's really been funny to me is uh, you know, uh, like my Marcel said, I've I've also just because of school life, career choices, I have, I have a shit ton of white friends. And uh, if, if anyone would like some, I, I can I'm willing to part with a few. Um, and
1: <laughs> no, I, Thank you. I,
5: live in, I live in Canada, man. I'm all stocked <laughs> up on <my> life. <laughs> uh, I had a someone who I went went to high school with who I went to high school with, I'm I'm forty now, uh, who said, you know, uh I have I have other black friends, but Derek, you're my closest. So and then dot dot dot. I'm like i'm your i'm your closest black friend we graduated <laughs> twenty two years ago We were marginal <laughs> friends and yeah. i'm your i'm i'm your i'm your closest black friend okay so, <laughs> you, you, so what's your point? that's something that's important for people to know like yes
0: okay all of us have white friends uh, with the exception of Kingdom, we all live in America. I don't know what the racial makeup of of Canada is, but it, it, it ain't exactly you know Tanzania. So in, in America, like 12, like twelve percent of the population's black. Okay, if you know me, you know like regardless of how close of a uh, of uh, of a black friend I am to you, I I will grant. I, I will grant to you if my wife, my wife is white. And if she says that I am her best black friend, okay, fine. You know,
4: <laughs> like if I'm
0: literally having sex with you, sure. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but for everybody else, I, I assure you, like, wh- while I may be your best black friend. I have better white friends. It's nothing personal against you. (laughs) We know a lot more like, (laughs) right. We just know a lot more white people than, you know, black people. And again, that's okay. Like we're not exactly even trying to tell people that you're bad. It's sort of weird because like for all the people that we're making fun of right now, um, The people that we're really mad at right now, like, because we're going to get into this in a second. I've spent a lot of time these last two weeks just relentlessly arguing with people who I don't see color. I don't know why everybody's making this about whether it's (laughs) racist. Yeah. Um, ah. before, before we get into that, though, I just want to point out, we did have, we did have another, another black friend just joining us, um, on CP time, as I said, I would t- say Shayna Watson. <laughs> hey. hey, Shayna. <laughs> hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, okay. she was actually, you were actually here first, but had internet problems that we just got fixed. So you're joining the broadcast already in progress, but Shayna, I just want to let, let people know who you are. I also know you from the same place I, I met Derek, which was at the Theocon.
1: Sure. Thank you for having me. I apologize for the technical difficulties. No my laptop is down. And Okay. So, um, yes, my name is Shana. I am a full-time priest in the Episcopal Church, and I met Chris Maverick, aka Mads, through <laughs> our um, geeky, nerdy connection of um, finding um, the intersectionality of faith and fiction in an event that I do called Theocon, where theology meets pop culture. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, Theocon, the half academic conference, half, or I, I guess third academic conference, third theological conference, third comic book geeky convention
2: that's a hell of a thing
0: yeah it was uh, you, you would have been able to go there, there there's supposed to be one in three months um here except that there's a global pandemic so we're not oh, doing yeah. that
2: anymore
0: but yeah so um but anyway yeah uh shana we were just discussing <laughs> well we, we spent a little bit of time discussing um the concept that you know you're probably you know if you're somebody's black friend It's very important for them to understand that you're probably a lot of people's black friend, (laughs) and again, not a bad thing. It's not it's not criticism. Just you know, think about the. I can only imagine. I'm trying to think of something. You know, a a a relatively. Certainly we live in a world where women are not necessarily treated as well as men. And sometimes bad things happen to women. And can you imagine if every time a woman was murdered on the news, I just called every one, every woman I knew and said, so how are you doing?
4: <laughs> 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 are
0: you okay with this? I've been getting those emails and inboxes. As much as I feel the love, everyone's like, so what, what, what can we do for you. I'm like, oh, my gosh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you right. got
0: here, Derek was suggesting $50. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that would be awesome. Reparations. <laughs> I love that idea.
3: I was talking with my girlfriend earlier this week about pizza. <laughs> Imagine if every black person in America just was from, not just like now, just like perpetual, like
2: just get free pizza. I would take free pizza. I feel, I feel the sudden urge to uh, quote, do the right thing, man. Hey, Black Panther eats pizza. We eat
4: pizza.
3: <laughs> to, if we have just a second, I wanted to touch on something before we get far away from it. We were we were talking about Martin Luther King Jr. How like it's that gets back up to kind of deflect. We when people of color, when we have something when, when black people have when, we, when we're when we expressing anger, how that gets brought up. I had an instance uh, several months ago. I was attending an anti-Semitism conference. I worked for the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh. I was attending an anti-Semitism conference and were um, breakout sessions. And I attended a breakout session where. Uh, they were discussing the book between the world and me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And I, I felt like I just, I have to be a part of that discussion. I want to see what, I want to hear what is discussed. I need to be in the room for that. Sure. So I will, I'm in the room. There was maybe 15 people there. Um, m- mostly white folks, but I will say it was like, it was a pretty diverse group. You had a different, different, all sorts of representation there. Um, two or three black folks, including myself discussion goes around, and I didn't have a whole lot to say at first. Uh, Everybody's read the book, so that much was good. It was interesting to hear what was being said. Now, but the thing I wanted to mention, there was one gentleman who was attending that session who, when we got on the subject of, uh, there's a passage in the book where Coates talks about having been in a situation where he was with his son in a neighborhood in new york where a woman was more aggressive with his son his son was like 10 and the woman was white and it was a predominantly white area and he could tell she was using her whiteness basically to bully her son in that moment and he was protective in that moment being protective he could tell he was actually unfortunately endangering his son just by trying to protect him
0: by being too much of an angry black man
3: exactly like he can feel the energy of the crowd turning on him for daring to be angry at this woman so we're discussing this passage because later on you know coates is apologizing to his son in the text of the book because the book is basically written his son and he's apologizing to his son for having put his son in that position but when you if you know what he's saying there not he's, he's even saying he's not necessarily saying he did something wrong but he's sorry that just had his son had to be in that moment and present for that. And that the world is the way it was. We had one gentleman in that group that so hung up on that passage. And he was really challenging what was what Coates was saying in that moment. Like he was really trying to stress that that was a genuine apology. Coates knew that he had acted incorrectly by expressing anger and the threat of potential. Violence. I got to tell you, you could, you could feel the energy in the room towards this guy shift. Everybody, you know, they were just, you got this wrong. I actually, that's one instance where I I piped up and I cut him off. And I said, for your own good, I'm <laughs> going to stop <laughs> you talking right <about> <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, because you are not getting what this is about. And, you know, after the, after the session was all done, he came up to me, wanted to talk and, you know, I thought, well, in the world this is like this probably this nice guy this well-intentioned guy boy does he not understand how not allowing black people to just be angry yes it's one of the worst things you can do you know like let us just be angry sometimes it's okay and actually it's good for white people to just accept that sometimes we will be angry them turns out black people are human beings About I know
2: it's weird <laughs> <It's> when <laughs>
4: <laughs> well,
2: Oh, I just want to interject with this because uh, it it came up rhetorically but uh, I did look up the demographics for Canada versus the United States (laughs) 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 Wikipedia Uh, so um, including biracial people uh, the black population of the United States is uh, hovering around 13% 13. what is it? 14 just under 14% Wow. in canada that was 2017 in canada 2016 statistics 0.5% 2. okay. 3. 05 percent nationwide 3. 2.5 3.5 3.5 wow 3.5% black nationwide uh, my my brother brother lives in uh, prince edward island which is uh, uh, the smallest of the canadian provinces it's it, it's a little island on the east coast nova scotia i didn't no know you even um, see that my <laughs> brother I thought that was brother, right. According yeah, to these statistics, my brother is one of 400. Wow. wow.
0: <laughs> I didn't know there were more than 400 people in all of Canada. Um, so, <laughs>
2: hey, well, next episode is going to be uh, anti-Canadian hatred from Americans.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hatred, I I envy that. <laughs> what are you talking?
1: <laughs> That's oh, so great! You know, our, <laughs> hey,
2: uh, our border is closed to you people right now. And, and, and yeah, wait a minute. What do
1: you mean, you people? I said you people. I said
2: you people all the americans
4: just i i, I, I could just see king
0: kingdom running for for prime minister under oh, we're going to build a wall it's going to be a great wall and the us is going to pay for it <laughs>
4: Somehow, you
3: I am not paying for it and I am not giving up my free pizza. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what,
0: I, what I think we want to get across here is it, it's sort of, it's a, it's a question that comes from the right place, you know, in your heart. But when people are saying, you know, how do I be a good ally? It's, it's not, I don't want to say it's disingenuous because I know you mean it, but the, the answer to that really, you know, it, be a good person and listen yeah. like listen and learn but also black people are not a we're not a unilateral monolith so when um when people like the idiots kingdom and I were talking about before do the mm. oh well you know Martin Luther King said this the reason they're saying that is because well Martin Luther King you know black jesus um, he, um, he said this. So all black people, because you worship black Jesus, must, un- must believe this one thing that I read on this t-shirt. Again, I'm not Martin Luther King. As we pointed out, they shot that man in the head for, 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 for his beliefs. I would like to not be shot in the head. So I have kind of a different philosophy on, on certain things, but even to the extent that I do believe some stuff that Martin Luther King believed, I also believe some stuff that Malcolm X believed. some stuff that, you know, like there's a that, you know, hell, I believe stuff that Farrakhan believed yo, Not all of it. Yo, Malcolm X, they shot him too. Yeah. They shot. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, why it's, why? and, and, uh, and, and like, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, of, We're not necessarily the same. So one of the things that I saw a lot where people were like, well, you know, the writing doesn't make make sense. You're burning your own neighborhoods. You're burning your own stuff. Okay, I don't own a Target. I don't own a Target. I don't own a store, a a corner store in the grocery store. If I burn something, you know, like it does not belong to me. Maybe it belongs to white people. Maybe it belongs to black people. Maybe it belongs to Korean people. Um, if you grew up in a black neighborhood, there's a Korean store. It, it, it's a, it's a thing. Don't worry about it so much. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they sell hair. They sell hair
0: and cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> Newports, to be exact. Newports and little and little medallions that have Africa on them. That's where you get you get you get your Africa medallion and your sunglasses at the Korean store. Oh, this yeah. store
4: and I, oh yeah, the they're midst? all over. Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. you, you, you ain't been to the Korean store
3: in a while, so you need to go. Uh, <laughs> you used to have several of those in downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, so they might be gentrified
2: them away. Here's the yeah. in the midst of getting gentrified. All the yeah. Korean stores moved.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, they're still in Braddock Hills. Yeah.
0: Good- anyway, so but the thing is, I'm not even saying it's good for those people to burn down their store. I don't think it's good for the target people to burn down their store. But when you're saying you're burning down your own stuff, no, no, we're not like I'm first off. It's not a conscious decision. There was not a black meeting. We didn't get together. And we said, well, they killed George guys. You know what that means? So here's the 17 buildings we're going to burn today. That's not how it works. You know, people got mad and a riot happened and it's tragic and it's bad. But when you say, when you say, they are burning down their own stuff. That is othering again. It's splitting off the black community. It's saying the blacks over there are burning their own thing. They're not hurting us. They are hurting them. And like, you're doing that separation. And the reason we were pointing out the sort of, you know, the, how are you doing? How's your hurt? I don't need my friends, no matter how well intentioned to also sort of segment me off from the, you know, how am I doing? How are you doing? You just saw a man murdered on television. Again, I've seen that before. I, you know, you know. So
2: like when um, Pitt wins a football game, yeah, and they burn Oakland. <laughs> no one says the white people are burning their own stuff. <laughs> that never comes out of anybody's mouth, right? It's a over
0: a football game. It's you know, riots happen. It's bad. But there's but there's good stuff that comes of them, too. It's emotion and it's hard and it's a complicated thing. But don't try to simplify it and silence people. But also don't do that when you're helping either. Right. Because uh, so Jamil has seen this. um, uh, I don't know if anybody else has got into an argument the other day with some um, (laughs) well-meaning and but not really uh white people who are high school and i'm using the scare quotes just like when when kingdom and i were talking about our friend these are friends of my of my wife high school friends of hers whom she doesn't like very much didn't like very that very much then they are massive trump supporters and they were doing the well you know why do you have to make it about race it was just the you know it's awful that the police killed a man and we should be focusing on that but also rioting is also wrong and you and it just everything was But rioting is wrong. Why can't we talk about the right and and I challenged this woman? I was just like, Can you say that it's tragic that the police killed a black man? Without bringing up the rioting, just just say it's tragic they killed George Floyd, and just say that without k- bringing up the rioting. And her answer to me was, "But the rioting is wrong because you don't you see that you're burning your own stuff." And I'm just like Jesus Christ, lady. Oh,
4: <laughs> just,
0: like, and and by the way, for the for the longest time, and she didn't notice it, but this was hilarious because Jamel came in late. Um, mm-hmm. But there, this argument went on on Facebook for probably about two hours before Jamel showed up. And she never, I was the only black person in this argument about race riots. And she never acknowledged me. She answered every fucking other person in the thread. And she's like, huh? It was wild. Yeah. And she's like, well, I just, my eyes are bad. I just didn't see. And I'm just like,
4: (laughs) fuck you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My my tank isn't any smaller than anybody else's. Like, hey man, she doesn't
5: see color. She literally doesn't see color. Right, and it was a a lot
0: of, and it it just went on and on and on. And then in my favorite part, she's like, well, I don't even like the word black. I wish you'd stop calling yourself that because it sounds demeaning. and And I'm like,
3: Fuck you! I I gotta tell you, you have more stamina than me because I don't even have two minutes in me anymore to talk to a lot of people. Like I I legitimately, when we say my black friend is tired, I don't even have two minutes with fools (laughs) like this anymore. But I, 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 you know what? So regarding me being tired, let me tell you. So I noticed when I was doing some some internal surveying after after the Floyd video surfaced and everything started happening and the first first protest started. And, and the thing is, like you said earlier, you know, this is far from the first instance we've seen in our lifetimes of this. And, you know, this is just, it's perpetual, but I've been noticing more and more a, a certain feeling that I've had, or I should say have not had. And I've really been trying to study it and work it because I felt best way to describe it is detached. Mm-hmm. What's going on? i Then I saw a an interview recently. It was with Leslie Jones. She was on uh Late Night with Seth Myers and they old colleagues, so they talk like friends they're friends and Leslie Jones is about our age. You know right. we're all in that same vicinity. We're all floating around fifty years old. I turned fifty later this
0: year.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm actually a little mad about that that I'm turning fifty in because. <laughs> A lot of this stuff needs to be resolved because I want hugs and I want presents and I want stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I have no criminal record. I have no. They have no illegitimate. Hey, I want stuff, but anyway, anyway. I break
2: <laughs> to you, man. I don't
3: know. <laughs> I ha- so he was, she was talking about how uh, when Rodney King thing went down, and there was the the protests and riots out there. And, like she was right there. She said she was in L.A. in the middle of all that, and she was. She joked about how she had a sledgehammer and she was going at businesses. And she was. She said there were people who were cheering her as a hero because they they were trying to get into stores. And there was one in particular. She took that sledgehammer, bam, hit the chain. They were in the store, and she was like. Like she was in it and she said, there was no way you could have told her at 22, 23 years old, she shouldn't be out there in that doing that Mm -hmm. No way you could have told her. She said, and then the next day she walked through the neighborhood and she surveyed it. She had some regrets and she said, and now she's 52 years old. Mm -hmm. It's not where she's at, you know, as far as going out and doing that. And I got and I felt such kinship with her with that because. Number of reasons, some of which are regarding relating to to be just totally a think about it. My health, I have not engaged in any of the protests recently. Um, I but I just have not had it in me. I was I've been tired mentally and physically, and I just couldn't engage. But I've actually felt bad like, why am I not more fired up to do that? Why am I not more engaged? You know what. Have you said, I'm glad you said it. Cause you took the words verbatim right out of my mouth. Black people are not a monolith and there is no one response that we all have to have in unison. And that includes levels of being angry or our levels of being fatigued or our levels of being hopeful or resigned. You know, I, I want us to have discussions about, and it doesn't have to be this discussion because we got it. We've covered a lot of ground and there's yeah. even more, but and is it okay for us to laugh? Well, Before we get to
0: that, I just want to point out just another one of the monolith things. I want to give you a good example that I think that, you know, it's really easy to sort of pick on the MAGA idiots, but they don't listen to my show. So, you know, like it's just fun. It doesn't really accomplish anything. But, you know, I said at the beginning of the show, one of the one of the points was that some that made me want to do this show was somebody asked, well, how can I help? You know, what can I do? And the, we're not a monolith things important. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to contradict Caitlin, um, whom I love by the way. Um, um, but Caitlin, you said something earlier that, you know, you don't want to see constant pictures of George Floyd. Here's where Caitlin and I differ. I love that his face is everywhere. Like when I had white friends, I had white friends and Asian friends actually, um, who are probably listening to this. Um, I saw a conversation and, and one black person, but who wasn't me, Uh, Jamil you were in this conversation you know who I'm talking about when when Floyd died stop showing that you're basically showing you're showing a snuff film it's never going to change white people's minds it's triggering for black people and I and I just jumped into the conversation and I was like fuck that Emmett Till you know Emmett Till is why like I want and I was very much I want George Floyd's picture being murdered on every facebook wall every twitter account tumblr instagram put that shit from here to the moon i wanted to see it everywhere because my point was and jamil you remember when i said this i was like no i want this in people's faces and yeah it should be triggering it should be depressing it is you know i want people to get pissed off and burn shit down that's what i said um and they're like well that's never going to happen because they just love seeing this Uh, yeah fast forward three days fucking country's on fire and I'm like yay now here's where it's weird because I don't think Caitlin's wrong the difference is it bugged her it bugged me and I decided that I wanted it to bug people. But we don't have to think the same way. We're different people. We have different perspectives. And, you know, much like I don't agree with everything Martin Luther King said, like it's not like we talk about the black community. There is a black community. There's also a white community. Do you agree with everything? Every one of your white friendship says no. <laughs> now, there's a point where some people are just idiots and i'll call them that candace owens um but oh oh. but, um, but um but like we're we're gonna disagree on stuff and that's fine so you know respect the differences and you know let us have different opinions and like we said earlier it's okay to be mad some of us are mad right now uh, let me be mad <laughs> or depressed or whatever I think, um, one of the things
2: that I, I think is going on, we were talking about, uh, uh, the white friend check-in call is, uh, is we were saying, you know, uh, how the, that portion of it, the, the, uh, how do I be a good ally? I think that that is two questions in one. That is, how do I want to be a good ally? It's also, am I already a good ally? <laughs> They're looking for they're, and, and this is not meant as an attack but they're looking for a report card
0: right it's a little yeah. it's a little bit of it's a little you know i i know probably most of the people who listen to my show hate this term but it's a it is an actual cultural cultural theory term which i'm going to use which is virtue signaling and that's what it is a little bit it's a, like when you're asking that question what you're really asking is I'm not racist. You'd tell me if I were racist, right? Yeah, you're Probably. racist. Everybody's racist. I'm racist.
1: But I think that's the problem for me, and that's what I was trying to get at when I said I don't need to see George Floyd being killed over and over again because of the fact of who's circulating that. And right. people for me in my circle are the same people who have um have said very racist things to me, or I've seen do very racist things. And so like, when do you get to pick and choose and say what is right and what is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, when there's when those people are circulating the same image or video, it's upsetting, because it's like a further triggering of me feeling unsafe. Mm -hmm. When I saw Ahmaud Arbery be killed, My first initial reaction was I have to teach this because Mm -hmm. for me watching that particular video, it was watching a Lynch video that could have been in the 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s. Like it's an image that we all have seen. Mm-hmm. And like when people make that argument of like, oh, racism isn't as bad as it was back then, it's like, no, this they, happened during the quarantine. They and it saw, happened back then. Yeah,
0: they saw a nigga running down the street and hunted him down, chased him like a dog and shot him. <laughs> and right, taped and, it and taped it like remember, Ahmaud Arbery, wasn't like taped by like that tape isn't from some standard from some person locally who's like oh i better get this so like this is them filming it themselves because they thought that was a
2: good idea telling it's on them it's the third it's the third man here's a hockey reference for you because i'm canadian it's the third man in on the fight it's actually the fourth man in it's it's their buddy it's the uh the uh, the Carter whatever their name is it's their buddy who was joining them on their hunt Mm -hmm. the reason that that video was released is because that son of a bitch thought that it was going to exonerate his two friends Yep, he thought that the video from his dashboard which he also lied to police about because uh, he, he said that he was in the truck with the son the, the video of those two sons of bitches murdering Ahmed Arbery he thought that that video was going to clear their names mm-hmm. and that's the I uh, mean, the same as Amy Cooper in Central Park, the woman who strangled her fucking dog to to to, to call nine one one on a black man. She got that dog back too. She yeah, she got that dog back because the cops didn't want to step in and do anything. Here is the thing: she looked him in the eye, looked at his phone filming her, and said to him. I am going to call nine one one and tell them that an African American man is threatening me. Right. She stated her intention like a goddamn Bond villain. Thinking <laughs> that. Thinking that even uh, even video evidence of me doing this won't stop the cops from coming here and beating your black ass. <laughs> I'll still be right. Mm-hmm. Let me ask y'all a question, though. Yeah. Let me ask all a question. If she had done, if, if she had, she had done that and gotten recorded, and if dude down in Alabama who recorded that murder, um, if either of them had actually gotten off, would any of y'all have been surprised? Oh. No. Oh. I was more shocked. Is that it actually? Yeah. Something.
0: So, well, so that, that argument we were talking about earlier, Jamil, I, cause I, I didn't even, I didn't even get into it. Like one of the things that, what got them to notice me? Cause remember I said, they weren't, they weren't ignoring me for a long time. That woman was kept going, well, you know, I don't, you know, the black people are rioting. you're burning your own stuff. Um, and you, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I don't think George Floyd would appreciate you doing that in his name. And I, yeah. And so that's when, that's when, I, so for a moment, I got real black there. Because, <laughs> because, because, uh, Jill, you'll remember my response was, and I'm going to say this right here. Either. So this is, I, I said this, I typed it in a post that has since been deleted. So I'm going to say this publicly now, recorded on the internet on my show, which I will post to the internet so that there's evidence. I'm an outspoken black man. I say some, you know, insight, insightful, but also inciting stuff, stuff from time to time. There is a non-zero chance that running my big mouth is going to get me killed someday. In the event that I am murdered by the police, uh-huh. I want you to understand, everybody listening to my voice, I fully support and, in fact, endorse you burning this fucking country to the ground in my name. <laughs>
4: <Can> <laughs>
0: murals of me carry signs, you know, you know, I will be a fucking murder. Okay. If I die, burn it all, burn the world. And and the woman goes, well, that's just horrible. No, it's not. I am I'm telling you, if, if I am killed unjustly, you know, if I, if, if you get a videotape of just like, Oh, look, they, they, they killed Mav burn it (laughs) all! like just start over riot go crazy it's fine like because 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 she was like well you don't do you think george floyd would would have wanted this And i was like i don't know george floyd i don't know what he would have wanted i'm telling you what i want (laughs) she's like well that's awful (laughs) no i'm telling you what i want
2: do not let me die in vain
0: Burn it all, <laughs>
4: hey,
2: Man, If anything happens to you, I promise that it's going to be fucking happy hour in Pittsburgh, and it's going to be half price Molotov cocktails, motherfucker. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Not just Pittsburgh. Burn the world. It's fine. It's like and Sandra Bland. Uh, mm-hmm. Two things. If I um, if I'm in jail, I am not suicidal. I will never kill myself. <laughs> and two, if any of you accepts an apology. From the police, (laughs) do not do that in my name. I do not forgive them. No, (laughs) (laughs) right,
0: right. It's it's kind and but but that's the thing. It's like what we're. I mean, we joke around, you know, and you know, I kind of pick people for this show who I knew could joke around, like that was intentional. But like we joke around because it's it's our way of coping. But at the end of the day, you know, racism is not new for any of us. It, it, It isn't so. You know, we're going to deal with it in different ways. And yeah, God, this, I, I, the, I, the other thing that I've been dealing with so much lately is, well, rioting never solved anything. Fuck you. Rioting got you a country. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 so like, the Boston tea party was a fucking riot. Okay. That's what it was. Like, you know, literally so, like m- most cultural changes happen through violence. Um, I, yeah, I've said in, in before, I, I actually hate people who are. You know, the the liberal thing since Trump got elected has been like, you know, hashtag resist. But writing hashtag resistance is not resisting this that we've been dealing with for the last two weeks. That's a resistance. Like you've seen fucking Star Wars. That's what rebellion looks like. Okay, this is this is what it is. This is how things change. And, you know, it's tragic and it's sad and it's hard. And yes, I get that. But like it. The idea that, well, you know, nobody's going to listen if you to your message, if you're if you're writing, you know, can't, isn't there a better way? Yeah. A nigga f- kneeled on the sideline, didn't bother anybody <laughs> for two years. And you called him names that took away his career. That was the peaceful protest. That was it. Like, pay attention. Like, like I mean, and, and, the you know, the guy that, you know, that kingdom and I were talking about that we were arguing with, he was just like, well, you know, they should appeal to peacefully. You were literally posting memes of Martin Luther King would hate Colin Kaepernick and arguing with me, like with me personally over this issue. Like, I'm telling you, like you didn't pay attention when Martin Luther King said a riot is the is the language of, of the unheard. You didn't hear. He gave you years years of black lives matter black lives matter shut up all lives matter shut up blue lives but no you didn't listen so now you haven't listened so now you get a riot and that's where things change um martin luther king hated ryan yeah martin luther king didn't hate riots he just wouldn't riot um got shot in the head there were eight straight days of rioting across this country 170 odd cities burned The ground the week that Martin Luther King got killed, and you know what happened after that? They passed the Civil Rights Act just to make black people stop.
2: Yo, you know how much blackness James Brown had? (laughs) He prevented one. I want to hear it. Yeah, one, and I'm pretty sure that used up all his negrosity (laughs) for like a year. But, but it's, sorry, I now have to I have to make a note and write down the word negrosity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be using that. And oh, uh, in uh, in exchange, because I don't know how much time we got left. I, I have to I want to share a phrase that my uh, uh, that my brother shared with me a couple of days ago. So you can take this and use it in your conversations. There are times where you're going to come up upon somebody who um isn't a blatant racist, but ain't doing anything to stop it. Which my brother coined the phrase, hey, listen, um, you know, they're not gonna burn a cross on your lawn, but if somebody is, they might check their pocket for matches. <laughs> Ooh. He's like, I know this yeah. up. Uh, which by the way, I used I used on my podcast to describe Candace Owens. Oh god.
0: Oh no! Oh, Candace Owens.
2: We should talk. that. Yeah, before we're done, we
0: should we should we should do a little bit on Candace Owens
2: because uh, on her hands, is, yeah, is ashes from a cross. Yeah, she's right, she's gonna... Stephen. She's Stephen from uh, Django Unchained. She's okay. Samuel L. Jackson's character from Django Unchained. She's living so, in the big house.
4: I, I
0: want to. I, well, it's it's not just okay. So. Here's one, here's one, you know, people who've said, you know, how can I be an ally? Here's what you can do. Every, uh, you know, here's how you can use your white privilege to help us. If you have a friend, a white friend who shares, um, who shares a Candace Owen, Owens meme or one of the videos, you know, like, so. Here, You know, it's hard. Life's hard. We're all tired. And I understand that people, you know, the beauty of social media is that you can sort of silo yourself off. You can create your bubble and you can get rid of the people kingdom. You were talking about it yourself. And like uh, and you know, I, you know, I actually I've never blocked anybody. I have never blocked anybody on Facebook or Twitter or anything. To the, I've been blocked quite a few times, but I have never blocked anybody and I won't. But if you, but obviously I'm a crazy person. OK, I'm insane. But I still get tired. So here's what you can do. If you have a friend who starts sharing Candace Owen stuff. Don't defriend them. Don't block them. I just want you to be me and argue with them for three or four days. You know, just get, give it a good college chance. And just everything they say, do a little bit of research. You've got Google. It's not hard. You don't need a degree. You know, just like Google around. And if Candace Owen says something, it's probably wrong. And it's probably really easy to refute. Don't just copy and paste memes. Just explain why everything that she says is stupid. You're not going to change their mind. That's not your job. Your job is to make your friend look stupid so that other people who come along say, huh, you know, this other person is making a lot more sense and, and the friend looks stupid. So maybe, maybe they're stupid. Like you can't convince the idiot. So
2: you're arguing for the, um, arguing for the bystanders. You ain't arguing for the person that's, um, right. Candace Owens. I got into
0: an argument with personally. Um, I've got (laughs) it. And you're talking about like copy and paste replies. I was copying and pasting replies both on her. Public Facebook page where I was arguing with her and on a private post that, or not a private post, because I don't make private posts, but on a post that I'd made where I was making fun of her and an idiot came in and tried to defend her. Uh, About three years ago, Candace Owens. Made a meme of herself, which is you know, uh, like I'm an egotistical, uh, egotistical bastard, okay. But it takes a special kind of something to just like meme yourself. Fuck you, okay. <laughs> um, so she quoted herself making a meme where people call me an Uncle Tom, but if you read that book, that you then you would know Uncle Tom was the hero. Oh my god, oh my Bye. god. Bye. I read the book,
4: Bye. bitch. Uncle Tom's no. not the hero. He's just no, no he die at the <laughs> end? Like he, yes.
0: Yeah, totally like, okay, okay. oh, Jesus. Yeah, and, I've, okay, and I'm like, okay, she's. Oh, and I'm like, is... you've clearly not read this book, and I argued And she's like, well, you don't know anything. It's like, yes, I do. I know everything. I'm smarter than everybody. Okay, <laughs> but but I'm but I'm smarter than you. You didn't read the book. You didn't even read the Wikipedia page. Tom, the entire point of Uncle Tom's Cabin. You don't have to read it. I'm going to tell you the story of Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uncle Tom's cabin is among other things about the perfect slave who does everything. The white people say he loves Jesus. He loves God. He never tries to escape when other slaves try to escape. He says, I'm not going to tell on you, but I'm going to, but I'm staying here and I'm waiting for master to set me free. And they fucking kill him. <laughs> He's the perfect slave and they kill him anyway. That's the story of uncle Tom's cabin. That's it. There's nothing more to it. Um, now there's I also the a lot about resisting, way, no. but I'm just like, you didn't read the book. Cause that's not now she's, Right in that, like people don't use Uncle Tom the way it was used in that book. It doesn't mean exactly the same thing, but it doesn't mean he's the hero. He's the victim. It's like saying, you know, you know, the hero of uh, of Star Wars is Ben Kenobi. No, he dies. <laughs> he fucking dies. That's the point we're talking about. So I argued with her for like a day. Argue on my behalf. That's what. I, that's what I can. I just.
3: She's such. An idiot. I, I'm gonna tell you up front here. I. Love you. I, I'm I'm not arguing with anybody on YouTube. Nah, that's
0: giving you. no, 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 too you, much not power. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about people listening when they say, "What can I do?" That's what you can do. Just like pitch in a you little bit. What?
1: Honestly, though, I had it's funny you say that because there is I got my master's at Chatham and one of the girls in my program um, is now getting her PhD in sociology at UVA. So she posted on her Facebook, like, should we keep Confederate statues up? And so all of these white people just started fighting on their on our behalf, I suppose. And I think watching that gave me more anxiety and more (laughs) sexual arousal than I'd ever experienced in my life. It was just a weird hodgepodge of emotions where I was like, yes, no, oh, yes, maybe. Burn it down. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if we want to build on that, but... <laughs> just tear
2: down those statues. Send nudes. <laughs> wow, I, uh, I, have a, I have a quick question. Kaylin, you said you went to, you said you went to, um, it was Chatham, you said? Uh-huh. I, that's a Pittsburgh college. I want to see, I want to know if you had the same experience at CMU Pittsburgh, CMU um Blacks had. There was this thing, it was a period. I don't know if they're still doing it or if things have changed, but I swear all of us, at least once, while walking up Forbes... Got called nigger by white people in a passing car. Oh
1: no, I got called nigger at a get go off of Moorwood Avenue. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I know you know, I wasn't go. far off. All right, <laughs> I
5: went. I went to pit. This, uh, this also happens on <laughs> pit camp. It probably happens more on the pit camp. Okay. okay, okay. I just want. I want to know if that was like, was that a unique thing? I had a feeling. <laughs> uh, no. Well, and
0: and that and that's kind of a. I mean, it's sort of it's sort of weird because. When people, like I always, I always think like the, you know, like the term microaggression is a little weird. It's not even so much a microaggression, like the, the reality of, I mean, Yes, I get that like it's shocking to people and I get that you want change because you've seen something horrific happen. But like things like it's not even weird to, you know, some somebody posted something, a a meme, you know, ask any black person, they will tell you they remember the first time they were called the N-word. And the first thing I did when I saw that meme was I texted, I I texted Jameel. And after I texted Jamil, I texted my brother and I was like, do you remember the first time you were called the N-word? And I'm like, because cause I, I don't.
2: <laughs> do you? <laughs> like, like it's, I, I, remember. I do. Really? I remember okay. a time. I remember many times, but I don't remember the, the <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. I remember
5: one of the first.
1: Okay. I am not a
5: universal experience, though. That's Girl, kind of.
1: <laughs> I was called. The first time I was called was by my boyfriend in high school.
5: It,
0: wow!
1: You got Ooh, all the way to high school. What the fuck? Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. He thought that it meant an ignorant black person. Was he oh, white or black? Shit. He was white, blonde hair, blue shit? White. Oh, shit. Yeah.
2: oh man, where'd you bury the body?
1: We <laughs> actually dated all through high school, but I did kick him in the nuts that day. So. Uh, <laughs> shit! You Damn. learned very quickly to never use that word that ever a well again. Deserved kick to the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Wow! <laughs>
4: was,
2: this, was this one? Was this? Was this? In a naked situation, that he said this. No, oh, we were
1: we were at school before the first period. He's like, I must have made a dumb joke, and he said, "Oh, stop being a nigger," and I looked at him. And like, oh, wow! <laughs> I was like, Fuck "Sakes." But I didn't even react. I was just like, "What do you mean by that?" And he was like, "You're being ignorant." I'm like, "Okay, elaborate on that <laughs> definition." And so he was like, "Yeah, my dad said, you know, that means an ignorant black person." I was like, "Okay, okay, so you do know." Wow. Dad and yeah. the nuts too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah that was be... the first of many. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, would, that would be that would be the last day of the relationship for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, just 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 fucking no i had a i had a black guy uh, drop the n word on me at work one night and it took the rest of the staff to keep me from murdering the motherfucker <laughs> he didn't he didn't like being told he couldn't do something and he dropped the n bomb on me and i fucking went nuts i don't know it's not a thing i told my brother i told my brother this afternoon hey i know you're telling me a story i don't want to hear the fucking word dude i want to hear the word (laughs) yeah
3: it's It's uh, just (laughs) so i remember when i was 17 and like i that i can recall i have never been directly called that by a white person like that i that i can recall or that Oh, overt. I certainly have. <laughs> no. When I was 17, I remember the first time the word was used overtly by a white person around me that I saw. It was by a person I was going to school with and I had gotten out of high school early. So I was going to art school and, um, it was just hanging out in the hallway with a group of white friends. I mean, I was just, I was, I was the youngest person in my class. There were other black students, but not, not obviously not as many. It was at the art Institute back when it was down on Penn Avenue. And, um, there was a kid there, and he was he probably wasn't but two, maybe three years older than me, but he was talking to some friends and he was talking about another black classmate. And I i remember everything about that conversation. I remember the context. He was jealous because that other person was was really popular with girls and he wasn't. And I remember everything. And just as casually as could be, a couple things that as casually as could be, he just threw it out. He just went, I don't know what these girls seeing that with that nigger. And the thing is <laughs> Because oh. I was also I was just like I was so smacked then like I was I was so nice I absolutely geared, I was just standing directly across from him mm-hmm. totally forgot that his black and Marcel standing right there because the moment he said that I remember another friend looked at him <laughs> as if to say dude <laughs> he looks at the friend as if to go what oh and he turned turned beet red. And I got to tell you, he's. it happened so quickly. Mm -hmm. I legit didn't even realize like what had happened until if if, like a shot was fired at you, but that shot's already passed you like, wait, what was, what was what? It takes a minute. It takes a minute. Really did. I always think about that moment about fast that happened and, and maybe have like, have had little bits of residual. Cause I did, would I, you know, I wish I could say the thing. Like, and I did this thing. I didn't, I didn't, I was, and it wasn't cause I didn't want to, or didn't, I was just so stunned that mm-hmm. happened like that. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, the first time in like, every, you know, every now and again, you remember that the internet exists and you can look things up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to look that kid up. What happened to him? Did he, and I was hoping when I remembered to look him up that like, cause he had, a, he was so arrogant and he just knew he was going to accomplish all these things. I saw, Oh, he's like, I, let it be none of that. Let it be. None. And I looked him up. to see his ass homeless, didn't you?
4: Him,
3: he ended up being in a Okay. I'll say this by all, all things that I could see, like all topical things I could see ridiculously successful, like his own, Advertising agency, and he's worked with a super high end clients and all this yeah. stuff. And I, remember, uh, I was thinking, like, really, really? Because I remember that. I re- Here's what I took some some solace in: like, that, yeah, I would like to have be able to brag that I, you know, I worked with McDonald's or whatever. And he actually said he had that on his site, but I don't know what his life is like. You know? mm. and, and you know what? Might have been the darkest moment of his existence may he may be a great ally right now do i know that for sure nope do i personally think that's the case no, i don't think it's likely but i'll admit i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know what his life is like
4: mm-hmm.
3: his life might be garbage and if that moment is any indication of what has played out over the 30 plus years since then i'm gonna guess he doesn't have any black friends in his life and that means his life is garbage
1: uh-huh yeah. He might have like a Topher friend, like you know, well, he might like have one time. that he plays like the nines with, you know, yeah. like once the yeah. blue moon. Yeah.
2: Or he might have a, um. might have a coworker who doesn't consider him a friend. <laughs> He's his friend. He thinks they're cool and tight. <laughs> let me let me tell him. Oh, let me take a sip of my um sip of my juice first. <laughs> Now I got the story to tell about high school. All right. I got, in, um, I got in a lot of fights in high school because people would start a lot of stuff and, you know, I didn't want to fight them, but every once in a while, you just, you had to, you had to hit somebody.
0: It's happened from time to time.
2: Happened from time to time. And I would like to preface that I'm from Pittsburgh and I was born in Akron. I have never lived in the South. So all the racist shit I've experienced has been in the North. Just for any listeners who might be thinking, oh, well, you're from the South. Of course, all the racist happens. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. All the times I've been in the South for family reunions and such, never been called Nick. Every time it's been in the north. So I'm in high school, right? Minding my own business. And this dirtbag metalhead in a um denim vest with met with the uh, with the heavy metal um patches on it just shoves by me in the hallway um shoulders shoulders me into a locker not into the open locker but like into the locker door says nigger and continues on and i stood there like marcel said it's like wait a minute he just did he just say wait no (laughs) yeah he did all right i guess this is gonna have to happen then so i'm walking to class art class with the lightest, friendliest teacher in the entire school. dude couldn't have weighed more than a buck 20. <laughs> so, and I had hit my, nearly my full height. I'm six five. So I was close to that. <laughs> I walk into class, right? I go in the art class. The dirt bag was in the same class as me. He sat in the front. I sat in the back. So I'm sitting at my desk. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? All right. I took my glasses off. Handed them to my friend at the next desk and was like, hold on to these for me. I'll see you in three days. <laughs> it just, I knew, I knew was gonna happen. Got up from my chair, walked up behind this white boy, and I ain't even ashamed to say it wasn't a sucker punch, it was a sucker chokehold. I tried to <laughs> strangle the life
4: out of that boy. I just
2: looked <laughs> <it>, him <laughs> from behind. Ugh! Got him, so he's struggling. He turns around, throws a punch. The only time in my life I have ever caught a punch thrown at me. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, never do that. There are a bunch of small bones in your hand. They're real easy to break. (laughs) They're called the hamate bones. (laughs) But yeah, I had this adrenaline and reflexes pop caught that boy's hand. He threw the other one blocked it. I'm about to yoke him again, throw him blows. This buck 20 art teacher got between us, separated us. I do not know how <laughs> was in the middle of sending us to the, um, to the principal's office. When I left, I knew what the deal was. I knew what was happening. I went to the principal's office, explained what happened. I'm about 90 percent sure the principal was like, you know, I got to send you home for three days for suspension. But I understand. <laughs> so I get home, tell my mother, who I'm fairly certain was, if not an actual Black Panther, <laughs> like, super, super militant. I mean, I was at Kent State in the womb. I was literally in utero. Things happened. I got home. Thought it happened. She's like, "All right, cool. You want some ice cream?" Ice cream. (laughs) That is some positive motivation right there. <laughs> yeah, the only time I, I ever got to spend it was for, for, for,
0: for it was for something similar for beating up a kid, and that kid today is the biggest MAGA asshole I know online. I follow him online just so I can oh, know man. what's in his head, and uh, you know every once in a while I'll read it and like uh, I'll talk to my mom and and tell her you know what he so and so posted, and then she's like oh god, and then my mom will go. I'm so glad you beat that kid up.
2: <laughs> I feel like I want to tell, I want to tell the story now just because I, uh, the, the outcome, the end, the, the, the uh, postscript is so good. So tell it, Matt. I know Matt, I know Mav knows this story. Uh, when I lived, I, I lived in Pittsburgh 20 years ago for a couple of years. Okay. And that's where, that's where Chris and I met. Um, I was living in Pittsburgh, got engaged to, uh, to a white girl. Um my parents, the only thing they uh, agreed on in uh in about 30 years uh after they split up was um uh telling me this is gonna end in tears when they found out that she was Pentecostal.
4: Oh
2: <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Uh so anyways, we we're engaged, we're living together, everything is going fine until I finally meet her parents okay so um these two uh almost stereotype kentucky hillbillies um meet me it's all it's friendly it's it's very it's it's kind of okay i uh it's a wednesday night so i leave to go uh work out when i come back uh my fiance is literally just sitting on the stairs and crying and i ask her what's wrong and she says her parents are mad at her what could they be mad at her for i wonder Um, so her parents accused her of lying to them what could you have lied about well um dad said uh you said he was canadian <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. See where this is going? See where this is going, folks? <laughs> she said, yes, he is. He's from Toronto. Her mom said, how can he be black and Canadian? Oh. Now, did she has the stats. No, she did not. Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia, in the year 2000. So, oh, hold on. So, um, this is yeah. This is spring of 2000. Um, they have a friend of the family that they uh, they push her towards. Now, you have to understand, she was 20 years old. She uh, she was in the process of her first divorce. Helped her. I helped her deliver the papers (laughs) to the court. Um, They were (laughs) they were pushing her onto this other guy who was a friend of the family and had a little bit of money, a modest amount of money. So in the end, pressure from her family did break us up. He said, "You know, come with me. We'll move back to. We'll move to Toronto. Family is there. Friends are there." We can start a new life and just barely brainwashing bullshit. It was driving her crazy. So I said, okay, let's take a step back. And we ended up picking up In, in, in the years since recap in the, in the 20 years since ended up marrying the other dude. I found out that within the last few years, second husband died, mom died, father died. She married the second husband's cousin. That's weird. (laughs) If you go to ProWrestlingTees.com I sell a t-shirt I sell a t-shirt there with the giant slogan on the front Outlive your enemies (laughs) Oh shoot (laughs) I swear to Jesus that that is where that slogan comes from
3: Uh, uh, normally, Normally after a discussion we well, you know, I right, we've uh, we've resolved nothing, but uh <laughs> listening to all these stories and hearing everybody's background and you know, this group we all come from a bunch of different backgrounds. You know, about the only thing I think that we for sure for sure have in common is we're all black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think the thing that gets resolved is um black folk got each other's backs no matter what. Yes. <laughs> uh well
0: it's not and I don't,
3: of us. yeah, I don't, I don't know that they're, yeah, not,
0: not Candace owns fucker, but I, I don't know. I don't know that there's a lot to resolve. And I think, you know, for my friend that said, you know, you know, what is their way, you know, how do I help? How do I be an ally? Um, I just want to point out something in that conversation Jamil and I were talking about earlier. Um, What ended up happening was the person said that, you know, the person we were arguing with said, well, I've never been racist. I'm not a racist person. And I I made the, you know, the standard analogy. I was like, it's not about whether you think you're racist or not. You know, if you and this is basically what I think you can you can try to do. I. I hate when people say, you know, well, you know, people of color can't be racist. Black people can be racist. Black people are racist all the time. Black people are so racist sometimes that we're racist against other black people sometimes. Okay, so, you know, we can certainly, you know, so it's not about whether you feel like you're being racist or not. If I bump somebody in the middle of the street and I knock them over, you know, it doesn't matter whether I tried to knock them over or not. What matters is that they fell down. And if you know, and if you fall down, then it's nice to like sort of help the person up, right? That's that's kind of what I was saying. And and if I'm telling you that you knocked me over, don't argue with me that no, you didn't. Just say I'm sorry. And that's that's basically what I ask of people of the MAGA types, and they're not going to do it. I get it, you know, they're not. But that's what I'm asking for. I'm saying have the human decency for me. If I tell you that I've been knocked down by you. Don't say no. You didn't. You're just not on the floor, and you don't realize it. Oh, you know you're <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, I know when I've been knocked <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, I figured this out. I didn't pass the second grade. Okay, I have a I have an Um But the other thing that happened that was kind of weird there was, um, Jamil, you quoted me on that on Facebook. You, you quoted that little story, which was you oh. know, which was nice because you know, like the person deleted the conversation when they got sick of my black ass. Um, but um. But another friend of Jamil's asked a question, which I thought was a really good question. She asked, you know, well, how do we fix this? You know, as though I have a solution as to how to fix racism, you know? (laughs) And like, I don't, and here's what I think we can resolve. And here's how you 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 be a good ally. You realize that we're not going to fix racism or sexism or transphobia or or or, you know, we're not going to fix any of these problems in our lifetime because they can't be fixed. What we can do is we can continually work to make things better and, you know, do your best and then be okay with that and be prepared to make mistakes. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't need for it. I don't need for anything to be, you know, to be perfect. Just try your best and, and try to help and be okay with it not being perfect and continuing to need and continuing to need work. And for God's sake, when a man kneels on the sideline, don't make it about what you want, you know, listen to what he's saying. That's what you do. <laughs> That's how you make the world better. And, and I, and you know, Thank you for listening to us today. That's 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 all I can really ask of anybody,
3: and free pizza. I'm just going to reiterate that. <laughs> I, so. don't,
0: I don't like pizza, so I, I mean, so I'm much. allergic. To, I'm allergic to milk and dairy. So you know, I'll take the fifty bucks that Derek suggested. Food <laughs> <laughs> product for you, man. <laughs> no, I, no, I really want the fifty bucks.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can say no fifty bucks.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, I want to thank um, all of my guests for joining us today. Uh, I'll go down the line. Caitlin, anything you want to promote?
1: Um, Nothing particularly. I just, you know, um, one thing I've noticed from all the protests is let's keep the conversations around race going. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's plug it away and keep talking about what makes us uncomfortable.
5: What about you, Derek? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Find me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Derek L. Weston, because I'm not creative. Um, <laughs> for, those, for those of you who are in faith circles, um, I, I produce two, faith, two podcasts. Uh, one is on Food and Faith. It's the Food and Faith podcast. And the other one is Pub Theology, where we uh, sit around, drink beers, and talk about uh, current events uh, through a theological lens. That's on a summer hiatus, but you can check out both of those. They'll be linked in the show notes. Jamil, what about you? Thank
2: you. I mean, this might be coming out of left field. Like, obviously all black, obviously black lives matter. Take care of yourself. You got that roan out here going on. All that said, I'm a master gardener of Allegheny County. So, um, if You have any interest in plants or um your you know your lawn, planting stuff outside, planting annuals, planting perennials. We are still giving people free advice, doing research for you for your um gardening needs. There will be a link in the um in the show notes. Um, it's our whole things, volunteer. We want to get people planting things, if that is a way for you to cope to deal with the stress of everything that's going on right now hey no you know give it a try give us um give us a contact uh, and you know we can help you out
5: yeah i'm about to take my master gardeners test for baltimore county
2: oh word yep all right oh well yep love to have you in the club man (laughs) kingdom uh okay i uh i do a a podcast called the handsome genius club radio show with an amazing logo thank you thank you I had a friend help me work on it a few years back <laughs> a very nice guy um, yeah. uh, I, this year as kind of a challenge to myself I am doing the podcast daily So Monday through Friday, I yap about nerd stuff and social matters and weird old stories between 35 and 45 minutes a day. I get the feeling that... Tomorrow's show is going to be really short. I'm talked out, man. Um, <laughs> you can f- so you can find that at handsomegeniusclub.com. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh Google Play. And m- all my social media is tuned into the same frequency. So uh Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the all-important Patreon help me keep the lights on. Uh the username is my name is kingdom all one word my name is kingdom on any of that social crap
3: (laughs) and Marcel boy all right I'm going to try and sum this up real fast by the way as gardeners that's amazing. You guys are amazing. That is so great. I'm going to be in touch with you. That's amazing. Um, so uh, as I pointed out earlier, I work at the Holocaust Center of Pittsburgh. We have an original comic book that we produce called Hood's Pal, Superheroes of the Holocaust. But more than that, uh, the Holocaust Center is engaged in all sorts of conversations and programming with regional partners. Uh, these conversations are intersectional. And so follow follow the Holocaust Center. Follow our programming. Uh, get in touch with us because we, we, we need these are the conversations. We need to have right now. Uh, I am the board president of the Toonzeum, a local nonprofit that champions uh, that champions comics uh, as a tool for social change. Uh, so please get in touch with the Toonzeum. Look for us. Look for the programming we have. We just did recently a comic book drop-off programming event that was in direct response to the COVID-19 sheltering. We were able to distribute comics to children in 30 communities across the Pittsburgh region. Really proud of that. And, uh, you know, we're, we, we want to make sure that we have as many people of color involved in our work as possible. So please get in touch with the Tunesium. Uh, That's I, I just contributed some artwork to the Pittsburgh City paper. Uh, they have just released a coloring book that is supporting them. They're over the top, completely ridiculous, inserific coloring book. Order a coloring book. <laughs> Is order, Colin. There's a number of local artists that contributed artwork to it. Oh, They're free press, and we need people who are out there on the truth. So, you can please buy a coloring book, buy one for a friend, buy for several friends. Uh, there's that, and then lastly, I'm a local comics artist. Support me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on ah. Walker.com. You can find me all over the social medias. I'm on Twitter, I'm on on Instagram. And I have a Patreon, so find my Patreon and support local comics artist and nonprofit wizard Marcel Walker. Word word.
0: Uh, Very nice. I need to get our Patreon up and re- up and running, but I'll, I'll work on that. In the meantime, since it's not up, um, well, you know we we do you know, the announcement, which I would normally save for next week, but since when the regular hosts are here, but. As of this week, this show is, in addition to on all the regular places you can get it, we're now on YouTube, so you can download the show on YouTube. But in the meantime, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Maverick or on my blog at www.chrismaverick.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all of the places, always at Vox Popcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple podcast or Stitcher or Spotify or apparently now YouTube, as I said. So if you enjoy the show and we certainly hope you do, especially when we cover important topics like this please leave us a five star review on iTunes. And in fact, this week, especially if you're listening to me, please go on iTunes and leave us a five star review. Write Five. You know, click the five stars and write a little something about how much you like the show and whether it's important. And I'm begging you to do this because if I know anything, it's that if I tackle a topic like this, we're going to probably get some negative reviews from assholes who are like, oh, you're talking about racism and justice and there's no racism. One star. And it's probably going to hurt my ratings so please, please 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 you know you know for me and for the other regular host of the show you know pump up our ratings five stars we need it we're going to need it definitely a lot that's something you can do to help
2: your math. yeah another comment real quick yeah on guarantee that the racist lower your off <laughs> 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 worst reviews if any of y'all have not seen it it is a particularly t- it's particularly timely to watch csa confederate states of america it's a documentary about what if the Confederacy won the Civil War oh, it's real real good <laughs> I know some folks who hadn't seen it before and I'm like yeah y'all need to watch this a fact I'm going to watch it again and I'm going drink to my, drink my drink out of my darky brand toothpaste shot glass
0: you're going to get this show canceled and I control it.
4: That's
0: <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> but yes, um, no, we could definitely, definitely that helps. You know, when people get five star reviews, it helps a lot just in general because it helps us move up the iTunes rankings, which is actually good for this show, especially if people are going to hurt the show. And, you know, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, again, there's almost no subscribers on YouTube because I hadn't even told anybody before just now. This is going to be the, the show that, uh, that launches it. So, you know, go on to YouTube hit the bell or like or subscribe or whatever the fuck people do there. Um I would like to thank um Shayna Watson who had to go in the middle of our show. She showed up late and then she had to leave early. So just on her behalf, you can um you can follow Theo Khan online Also linked in the show notes for information about that. I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song, building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd definitely, once again, like to thank you at home for listening because, you know, this is... An important topic to me, obviously, because, you know, I'm a black man and I don't want to be killed by police. And if I am, burn the country to the ground. But, you know, thank you for giving us this chance. Hopefully it was helpful in some way, shape or form or at least entertaining to hear us like sort of work through some things. So thank you once again to all of my guests for joining this week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, everybody. Bye, everybody.
2: We are African, and we happen to be in America. We're not American. We are people who formerly were Africans who were kidnapped and brought to America. We... Our forefathers weren't the pilgrims. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. The rock was landed on us. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground.
4: And
0: it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge.